Hello, and welcome to the Change Podcast. I'm Brent, and I get the privilege of being here with my friend Francine Sinclair today. We're just pumped to have her with us, and it is going to bless you all uh, just hearing not only about her encounter with the Lord, but just what she's done to walk walk out her change after she was changed. And Francine, just thank you so much. Um, so excited that you're here with us. And I'm just going to turn it over to you. I'm going to let you start. And this is just going to be a fun time for people yeah. just to digest everything that you want to share with them today. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm just really happy to be here because Brent is one of those people who you would never expect to be like really jive with because I mean, like we're like, there's a difference in age, you know, he's a white boy. I'm a black lady. <laughs> he lives in Virginia. I live in the South. I'm Puerto Rican, you know, all these things. And like, just by looking at people, you're like, I, you know, we're probably not going to be the best as friends, but you know, when, when you've become a disciple of Christ, you, all of those things just fall away. That's right. Right. It's yeah. just that one central thing, which is Jesus, that all of a sudden, uh, every other thing, race, age, gender falls away and you have a, an important commonality. So I'm really happy to be here. Sincerely, very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, well, <clears throat> the pleasure's mine and everyone that's getting a chance to digest this today, they're going to love every minute of it. I'm, I'm sure of it. So will you will you mind just starting off with where you feel the spirit taking you just as far as like, you know, your, your, your encounter. And then, and then we'll just go from there. Yeah. Let's go from there. So, you know, Brent, I came from a Catholic background. I actually grew up in Puerto Rico with my grandparents and, uh, my grandmother was a devout Catholic. My grandfather didn't go to church. He was like, sure. I don't believe in any of that stuff. <laughs> my grandmother was a devout Catholic and she was actually being groomed to be a nun by her mother, but her mother passed away suddenly. And then, so back in those days, I'm thinking maybe the early forties, she decided to get married. And hmm. so her whole thing was, you know, church, 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 church. And she had me sign it up for everything in church. So I was, I was in Catholic church all the time. So much so that when the Pope, uh, John Paul II came, went to Puerto Rico in like 1982, I was like, I don't know, seven or eight, something like that. Eh, calculate my age there. <laughs> um, she made me walk like it was like six or seven miles from our house to go see him because there was no way to get through traffic. So there were a lot of people walking. And I was like, it was so excruciating. I was so tired. And, you know, when we got there to the stadium, I had then to get in a queue to kiss the Pope's ring. And then when I, when I got there and I smelled his ring, it smelled like saliva. And I was like taken aback because when, as I grew up Catholic, it was all about we saw the Pope, or at least I saw the Pope as kind of like God on earth or God, the intercessor between God and us. Sure. And um, when I smelled, because there were like a thousand people before me who had kissed that ring. Uh, yeah. And I was like, if he's like God on earth, why does his hand smell? And so. <laughs> That's awesome. It started to kind of erode my. I'm like, wait, something's weird. Something's not right. And it wasn't until I was 18 that I decided to leave the Catholic church. Um, you know, it was all about Mary, Mary, uh, prayed the rosary. I prayed to Mary, to be honest with you. I, I never prayed to Jesus. I didn't know I was supposed to pray to Jesus. I prayed to Mary because 
it was just like, oh, she's a woman. I'm a girl kind of thing. So I guess I kind of felt more comfortable with it. Um, but then after 18, I was less, you know, one time I was in a confession doing confessing. Yeah. And after about 20 minutes of rambling on, I asked the priest something and um, I realized that he did not hear anything of what I said. I'm here spilling my guts out. And I realized that he was not paying any attention whatsoever to oh my anything gosh. I said. And suddenly I'm like, why am I doing this? Like I could just pray to God directly. Why am I doing this? So I stopped going to church altogether for many, many years, Brent. I, it wasn't like I had serious church hurt, but it was like, I was offended. I was, yeah, I guess it was church hurt. Some people have different degrees of church hurt. Some, some have a lot of animosity because they had serious experience. For me, it was just like, I don't get this thing with the Pope. And I don't get why I need to be talking to a priest about my sins if he's not even listening to me. Yeah. Um, and so I dabbled in Buddhism, but it didn't work for me ever because I could not concentrate to meditate because my mind is so busy all the time. So I dabbled in Buddhism. I just straight up just didn't practice any religion at all. It was completely secular. Um, never stopped believing God and that Jesus Christ existed. So I always thought I was a Christian just because I had been, been baptized when I was a baby because I didn't sure. believe that Jesus had existed and that God exists. But I felt like God was kind of like out there, out there in the sky somewhere and that he just kind of left us to our own devices and wasn't really involved until you die and you went to go see him. Kind of sure. like, you know, <laughs> didn't think there was, it was even possible to have a relationship with Jesus. Like, how is it possible? Jesus is gone. He's up there in the sky somewhere, you know, like he probably doesn't even remember. Like if anybody brought my name up to Jesus or God, they'd be like, who, who? Oh yeah. That girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that was my idea. And, um, unfortunately for me, that's how I, I just brought up my children that way, because my husband also came from a Christian, uh, Catholic background. Um, but we weren't practicing Catholics. And, um, I always told my children that yes, God exists. Um, but that was about it. I, I didn't really bring them up as Christians because I was secular and, um, it wasn't until 2020, 2020, the year of reckoning that, um, you know, we were in lockdown and all this stuff was happening. And I, I was already a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Sure. Because, um, you know, my son was born with severe food allergies, like anaphylactic food, not born. He developed them after we gave him certain, you know, immunizations. Yeah, totally. I tried telling the doctor, I kept on telling the doctor what had happened. This kid could eat this before. And then after this particular shot, he can't eat it anymore. Like I literally had EpiPen hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So I was already deconstructing in terms of trust in government, trust in medical, because I went down the rabbit holes and this is like 2006. So I was already deconstructing a bit, but it was 2020. I was like, what is going on? I was sure it was something that had to do with something that wasn't good for us, but I didn't understand what. So I started going down rabbit holes and then I, I, I realized wait, that Satan is actually real. Like to me, I thought Satan and the devil was kind of like a Christian 
fever dream, kind of like crazy. I okay, maybe in the garden of maybe like you know you imagine him with horns and, but Satan wasn't any more involved in our lives than God was. You know they're having their, sure. they had their battle out there sometime. It's in the Bible and and they're just kind of letting us do our thing here. You know, and I did believe in the concept of purgatory as well. So, um, but then after I went through all these rabbit holes, I'm like, wait, if Satan is real and it's not just that Christians are crazy, um, how are we still here? Because I see that something's happening right now where they're trying to take away our freedom. Like they're trying to take away where you can go, what you can do, even if you can breathe. I'm extremely claustrophobic. So the idea of putting a mask on my face was just unbearable, especially on an airplane. Yeah. Nobody had any compassion towards me in those days. They thought I was making it up. And even if I was like stuffed up because I have allergies and I have claustrophobia, nobody cared. Yeah. It was just callousness. And I'm like, okay, something is, I started to realize there's something spiritual happening. And um, because people were not acting normal. Yeah. Um, and so as I went down those rabbit holes, I, I said, okay, so if, 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 if Satan is real and he's here actively trying to take away our breath, even our breath, everything, you know, um, then God must also be real and active because otherwise, how are we still living in our homes? How do we still have water? How are we still, you know, how are we still doing anything if God were not interceding, you know? And so that then led me to scrolling as I was through social media. And I started bumping into content, social media content, people talking about Jesus. Sure. People, people talking about their testimonies. I can't remember who they don't know me. I don't know them. But there were just there was just content that I was seeing that started um, softening the ground a bit. Yeah. And um, until one day, I'm looking at a piece of content, and I literally this is on my computer screen, and I literally see Jesus's face behind the content, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> my eyes are playing tricks on me. What's going on? Because it was a content, it was like a testimony or wish something about Jesus. So I'm yeah. thinking maybe it's kind of like a trick where they, they, they put something, you know, those things that they put that you can kind of like look at things a different way and it just looks like an image or, or people. To yeah. Yeah. This is a trick. This is like a visual illusion, but, but, but it's like breathing. Okay. So you know, when somebody's breathing that you can see movement. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm starting to freak out here. So I, I scroll past and then I come back to see if it went away. <laughs> like, but then somehow I know I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's Jesus. I'm thinking to myself, it's like, I was like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory have found a golden ticket. And I'm like, I can't tell anybody this because the, like Jesus knows I exist, so that I'm actually alive, that I'm here. Oh my god! Oh yeah! I was so excited. It was like I was kicking my feet up in the air, and so awesome. I'm like because some people have like this open vision or 
Jesus walks into, I didn't have any of that. He just showed up on my screen on social media in a piece of content, like literally. And I'm freaking out so bad, but I didn't tell my husband. I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't even explain it. I'm just able to right now explain it, but I knew everybody was going to think I was nuts. So I didn't tell anybody. And maybe a couple of days later, I actually heard audible voice say my name, but it wasn't just, I heard it was, I felt, do you know when somebody whispers in your ear, you can feel the, the air, the, the, the yeah. word. Right. On your, your ear. That's exactly what I felt. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> it's amazing. I get out again. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Jesus is talking to me. So, um, but again, I didn't really tell anybody that because until I started meeting Christians, they're the only ones who could actually believe me. But if I told anybody who wasn't a Christian, they'd be like, okay, she's lost her mind. Definitely. <laughs> because if you told me when I was secular, I'd be like that thing about people listen, hearing God. And I'm like, I thought people were just crazy or they were just lying. So I knew what people would think. And, um, I was just so excited and I went and read a Bible, I bought a Bible and I tried to start reading, but I'm like, I just wasn't understanding, you know? And because I converted, it just happened here in this office by myself. I didn't have any mentorship. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and I was stuck in that limbo for quite some time because I wasn't hearing Jesus. I wasn't anything. Nothing was happening. I felt like I was just like stuck. And it occurred to me in April, April, 2023, this year, that I'm supposed to be actually reading the Bible every day and praying. I don't know how I caught that big idea. Somehow, <laughs> maybe somebody posted something online. I'm like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> so I started reading the Bible as best as I could. I started praying, which I was I still feel like my prayers are are like really inadequate. Like compared to some people, how they just get up there and they can just flow. My prayers are like, you know, a three-year-old. But then I saw, I think I saw the chosen where Jesus told somebody, you don't have to have these prayers. You could just be in your quiet in your room and just say this or, or something like that. I'm like, okay, so maybe my prayers aren't that bad as long as I have, as I do them. And, um, as soon as I, a, a while after I started praying and reading the Bible is when God again spoke to me, but it wasn't audible this time. It was just like, uh, how would I say it was like an idea that popped out of the nowhere. And then it, it was an idea that just wouldn't go away. That kept just like pressing on me. And the idea was this, that because I was working in this online business space and I was working with people repurposing their content for social media, um, I was working with a few, you know, subject matter experts, which I really enjoy because I love interviewing people and extracting their content where they don't have time to do it and, and just creating social media content for them. But I was also working with some people that were um, in the new age. And right about then, I had some unusual interest from people in the new age, which were pretty, pretty advanced. I'd say pretty advanced witches type of thing. Yeah, sure. People into <clears throat> some, some, some big time witchcraft stuff. And, um, and right there, God stopped me in my tracks. He said, um, because I thought it was okay as long as I'm not doing it. Like right. as I'm not 
Um, you know, but then it was a strong conviction that it doesn't matter that you're not doing it. You are, if you're lending your skills to, to this, then you are coming into agreement with it is what yeah. I felt. So I had to have a couple of conversations with people and tell them that I just couldn't work with them because I was scared of having these conversations, but, um, I had to come clean and say, I'm a Christian and I, I'm not trying to be judgmental. It's just that it conflicts with my beliefs and I cannot promote um, this type of work. I can work with someone who is, who happens to have different beliefs that is new age and another, you know, I can work with you as a person, but I cannot help you because your business is new age. I cannot promote this. Right. And so, you know, pretty much I just like, dropped on my, almost all my clients. <laughs> and, um, I was like, God, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Luckily my husband has never depended on me to pay the bills around here because he would have not been happy about that. But I'm like, God, I'm just trusting you. And he gave me, then God came back and gave me the idea of not the idea. He gave me the command to start this podcast called the influential Christian entrepreneur gave me the name. Uh, gave me the whole idea behind it. And the whole idea is to talk about faith and work. We've always been told to um, society that we don't mix faith and business, but um, as Christians, should be, we be listening to this, the world telling us that we aren't supposed to mix our faith and business because of fear of, oh, we're going to offend somebody or it doesn't look professional or faith is a personal thing that you leave at home to challenge that and ask people what they think about it. And if uh, Christian entrepreneurs and based on what their answer is, you know, how do they implement it if they do? And so I don't want to keep going. I'm going to let you interject there because I go off for three hours. So yeah. No, it's so good. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that, that that's so good. You know, um, you, when you're talking about how you, how you heard from the Lord, everyone hears differently, and so that's one thing I do want to do want to say. I was reading a book here recently, um, Dallas Willard, Hearing God, and he talks about how people can be sure if they're hearing from the Lord or not, because a lot of people don't have the privilege of hearing like an auditory, like or or like a visual you know whatever i i i i will i will sometimes um like when i'm praying like even like prophetically for people like i'll get words but i won't like hear them i'll like i'll see them in in like my mind and and it's like it's it's from him because it hits differently and it's and it's and, and dallas explains a lot of that in the book um which actually helped me realize like hey i'm i'm not um i'm i'm not just hopeful that that's something from him, even though it's really encouraging and it's something that that person needs to hear at that moment in time that I had no idea that they needed to hear at that moment in time, you know, all these things. But there's other things pointing to that, that that's definitely the Lord speaking, but we even sometimes have doubts. But then, you know, you, you read encouraging material like that, that's backed up by different, different scripture explaining, you know, Hey, this is why this is. And so that's awesome. And I'm, I'm excited that, that, that you had that like as an initial thing, but you're talking about praying and, and you're like, yeah, sometimes I don't know. I, honestly, one of the, one of the best books I've read or actually listened to an audible on praying is by Pete Gregg, how to pray. And it just talks about just doing it because God just desires so much that he just, he desires us so much. He just wants to have relationship. And when we're, when we're praying 
it doesn't have to be some lengthy thing that's really eloquent or whatever it has. It doesn't have to be any of that. It can, it can literally just be, um, we're, we're just expressing our true feelings about a scenario that's either wonderful or not wonderful or whatever. I, and then I remember being younger <laughs> and listening to this televangelist talk about, um, something that happens when you're just being honest with God. And he said, one of the best, uh, prayers you could ever pray ever and then he got really quiet and then he just yelled, help right into the microphone. <laughs> like, That's a full prayer, right? Right, 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 right on its own. Not, not, not some well thought out, you know, uh, long piece of content or anything like that, that you're trying to, you know, make perfect and send to God. It's not mm -hmm. that at all. It's just, you're being honest with where you're at and, and that's what he wants. He wants a genuine relationship. So yeah. I, I think, I think it sounds like it's awesome. It's going awesome. And, yeah. um, yeah, but, but maybe, maybe we can go into that or like how you're like, how you've been like walking this out. Cause you made this tough decision to like, say, Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna, I can't serve this client base anymore. And I mean, I, I, I've followed you with, with a lot of your stuff and, and you're doing great, but like, maybe you could tell listeners about like, you know, how it's been walking that out <laughs> and what that looks like and, you know, what you're excited about now. Yeah, you know, it hasn't been easy, I'll tell you that, because like a certain client base, you got to remember, most of the people in the new age tend to be women, mm. um, and it's a completely different mindset. It's spiritual, but just not the same type of spiritual, right? Um, but they don't realize yet. So um, after... I started the podcast. I'm like, okay, God. So, I mean, is this what I'm going to do? I, I'm, I'm fine with doing it, but is this like what I'm going to do? Like, <laughs> just about it. I have no idea. Like, I'm not a podcaster. I have no idea how to monetize this. And I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and then I can't, I wish I was as good as you, like knowing dates. Like, I didn't write these dates down. All I know is like a few weeks into planning the podcast, it, it was, it was strongly pressed upon me. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning now that when God speaks to me, um, one of the ways is like, um, I can see words like the word yeah. or a sentence. Yeah. Like, right. Totally. Kind of like, like somebody typing on a computer type of thing. I don't know. It's kind of like, like the words. And so <clears throat> that my new type of client that I'm going to work with are, Christian men who are business leaders, um, middle age, you know? Sure. Um, and I was like, you know, I was like, what? I'm thinking to myself, I made this up. Like I made this up because I was working with a complete, I don't even know any men who are Christian business leaders. And, um, I was like, why? I didn't understand why of it. So I tried to ignore it for like, two months. I tried sure. to ignore it because I, I was sure that I had just made that up myself. Like, I don't understand why it would work with men and not just everybody who are Christians made no sense to me. And I tried to ignore it. I went off on vacation, um, to France in, um, July. And then when I came back, uh, from vacation, the day I came back, I ate a plum of all things, um, with my food which I'm not allergic to plums, 
But this plum had happened to be a cross between a plum and an apricot, which I'm not allergic to neither one of them. And I had an anaphylactic reaction that huh. took me a while to recognize because I had never had anaphylaxis in my life. Yeah. Although I'm familiar with it because I've been dealing with my son and that by the time I realized that what I was having was an anaphylactic reaction, I was I was in my kitchen looking in the kitchen drawer for my son's EpiPen because I realized, oh my gosh, I'm having a allergic. And then I don't know what happened. Next thing I remember is, you know, my son's screaming, my husband's screaming. I, apparently I had passed out um, and they had to take me to the hospital. My blood pressure was so low. I literally almost died. Like it was hard for them to get my blood pressure back up. And in that process, I, re I realized, I realized like I literally could have stepped out of my body and, and had no idea what had happened. I don't remember falling. I don't remember blacking out. I literally last thing I remember was me just having my hands in the drawer looking for this. And it made me realize how fragile our life is. Like we're always thinking like um, when we die, it's kind of like ahead of us. Right. Right. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or the other world, the spiritual world is kind of like ahead of us somewhere else, but it's like right here. And all, all it is, is you something happening in your body, almost like snapping a hair and you step out of your body and you don't even know yeah. it. So you wake up somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And That's that, really good. That other, some, that somewhere else better be heaven. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because what you're saying, you know, after I became a Christian, I'm like, this is some serious stuff. Like almost everybody I know is going to go to hell. And it's so easy to die. We're here. It's a miracle. The only thing that sustains us. It's a, it's a miracle that we're here. Yeah. Is God is the only, yet we disrespect him, take him for granted. Yep. We have no fear of God, yet our lives is hanging by a thread, you know. Um, and that just blew my mind. I'm like, I better do something about this. I better go tell people, do something, because I don't know, maybe this is what God was telling me. And so after that, I started taking it seriously. Like, okay, so God, what is it that I'm supposed to do with these men you're telling me about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, I got your message. What am I supposed to do? And it all has to do with, you know, the marketplace, Brent. Yeah. You know. 165 million people have come into the online space to become creators, to do business online in the past three years. And as you probably know, eight to 10 times more conversions are happening in the marketplace than at church. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know it was that drastic, but I, I, I've heard obviously your story, but then others here in the last couple of years, but that's, that's amazing to hear that. Yeah. And so, all of these people are out here hanging online, scrolling for hope is really what people are doing. Yeah. And um, we Christians are being quiet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and men in particular, who are the leader, if you look at the biblical view, right? Men are the leaders, you know, men are the leaders, but... They have been attacked so much in the past few years, especially men in leadership, you know, because that spirit of Jezebel goes after the men in leadership because they have influence. Yeah. 
Okay. And, you know, we've been, men have been attacked so much in the past few years with this t toxic masculinity, with this, all of this stuff that they've just kind of like Elijah hidden in a cage, but we need to, men need to, you know, take hold of their spiritual authority, Christian men. Yeah. And, and do something, speak, share your testimonies, use the influence that you have to leverage your influence to reach more people because, you know, the enemy's doing a great job at leveraging his people of influence on media, on, you know, the digital platforms online, everywhere, TV, but we're not doing that as much. 100%. Yeah. But these men probably aren't going to be the ones to, they'll tell you their stories all day, but they're not going to sit down and write them and post them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's it. And, you know, part of my trepidation was like, why me? I like, okay, you're telling me to work with Christian men, especially middle-aged, which are probably a little bit more conservative, but knowing my background and just to give you a, a uh, you already know this, just to give you an idea of my background. And my, my, my background was pretty un unorthodox. You know, my, my father was a literal drug dealer, like a gangster. So much so that they made a movie about him in 2007 with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe called American Gangster. Yep. <laughs> That's how notorious he was. So I'm like, so blows my mind. Wait. What do I have in common with these and nothing at all? Like I did not have that type of father figure in my life at all, you yeah. know? Um, and so, but I just trusted God and I'm trying to be obedient um, and know that even though I don't know the steps or what lies ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm just walking the way that he tells me to walk. And so that that's my story. And I think that we Christians need to do more with the tools that we have. You don't have to, be a CEO to, to take your story, your testimony and share it online. And it's, and your testimony is not just when you, when you met Christ or when you came to Christ, most people think that their testimony is the moment they, they came to Christ. Your te you have a testimony every day. Yeah. Where Christ is working in your life. Share True. that and spread the gospel. So. So good. That. No, that's so good. <laughs> So awesome. You know, <clears throat> I, I think that what, what God's put in your heart to do is just so timely for where society is right now, because who better, I mean, I mean this, like who better than a woman of like where, where you come from to come along and combat all of the noise and be like, Hey, Let's let's empower some of these guys that should take their spiritual headship and go out and fight the good fight because uh, for the longest time, you know, I was concerned about my brand image on not not wanting. I mean, I would tell people, hey, I'm a Christian, you know, quietly at a barbecue, but like not like I wouldn't want to go online and start posting scripture verses and telling people my testimony, especially not the testimony that I had in May 31st. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I'm, I follow Jesus. And another thing being like, I was delivered from a spirit of witchcraft and lizards and, you know, like weird, you know, like stuff that I never thought I would say out loud before this, before it happened, because I'm like, that stuff's crazy, but like, it's not. And I know because, you know, you go through something like that and you're just like, that happened. And, and so 
I respect you so much for just, you know, what, what, what you're doing in your obedience to carry out God's call in your life. And, um, you, because you, um, you got over that. I'm finding that a lot of Christians, um, are there in that place where they fear messing up their reputation, their image, especially if they have a lot to lose because they built a $300 million company. Like they have everything to lose, but they also have everything to gain. Oh my Um, goodness. We have to know that if you're afraid of, if you consider yourself to be a follower of Christ, you have to be willing to put everything on the line. Yeah. And, and, and if you have a fear of doing that, then you have to look into your heart because God knows hearts. Yeah. And we, we can fool ourselves. We can fool everybody else, but you can't fool Jesus. So. Yeah. So true. It's so true. And you know, at the end of the day, we're not taking any of it, any of it with us. And, and when we get into um, the, as, as God's kingdom comes down to earth and as we transition to the next stage of our, of our, of our being, it's like whatever we give up in the name of growing the kingdom or just put it out there and stake it on the line for him. It's like, he's going to take care of us regardless of whether it's like a, like a direct repayment. And that's what I think a lot of people get. It's not necessarily repayment in money, but like, here's Mm -hmm. the thing. He's the creator of the universe. So whatever reason people are, are, are going after for me, it was childhood wounds. You know, I was, I was chasing, um, just, uh, productivity in the name of making money simply so I could say, I, you know, I'm providing for my family. I was, I was trying to fill holes from, from childhood that were black holes. I couldn't, I couldn't put enough stuff in them. I couldn't put enough businesses in these holes to fill the, the painful points. And if I didn't get anything for, for, for basically like staking my, I have, I haven't lost stuff, but, but let's say I do, it's like, um, I guess I, I, there's certain things that I've lost, but there's a lot more that I've gained in other areas that are so much more powerful that can fill those holes. And that's mm-hmm. where I think people need, uh, need, 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 need testimonies like that. They, they need right. stuff like that. Um, right. But why well, we got to share why you got to share your testimony. I have to share mine Yeah. because you're going to encourage other people like, dang, this is what I need to be doing because if that's we right. all stay quiet, we got to stop being reactive. Christians and we have to become proactive because we've let this go on for so long is where we, why we are, where we are. And we got to fight back. It's so so true. It's so true. And here's the thing. If, 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 if you're, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to put in the show description, there's going to be links where you can link up with Francine and I'd encourage you to reach out to her. Um, if you're an executive C-suite, um, whatever you want to message her, reach out to her about her mission and what, what God's put in her heart to do. It's just a really special time and she's helping so many people. So first off, Francine, thank you so much for being here on the show today. This is just such an honor to have you and, uh, so excited about what you're doing to grow the kingdom. Everyone, thank you for tuning into change today. Look forward to seeing you all the next time. Take care. Bye.